2020 was probably the most challenging year I think all of us have experienced in our entire lives and our entire career. Now that 2021 is here, what are we going to do differently? How are we going to create actionable goals that are going to create fulfillment and profitability and excite us? I think one of the most top questions that I get asked when it comes to goal setting is where do I start and how do I actually create an action plan to implement my goals and create a reality? My friends, I've created the 2021 quarterly goal setting guide just for you. Now in the show notes, go ahead and download your copy today and fill this out. In our podcast, episode 51, we dive deeper into what it is to what it takes to create goals for 2021. I hope all of you have a successful, prosperous year. Download it today. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Welcome back to the Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Guys, I'm really excited today to introduce to you uh, a special guest. Her name is Joanna Bivens, and she is from Gilbert, Arizona. She's the owner of Glam Studios Luxury Suites. And you guys, when I was stalking her on Instagram, I thought I had to get her on the podcast to talk about her journey in this industry. So welcome to the show, Joanna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So like, seriously, I've been stalking you on Instagram and I, everybody has to follow you because your studio seriously are high end luxury and just like the design is just way cool. Yes. It flows really nicely. Um, there's big hallways, there's a nice waiting area, processing area. It is beautiful. It's very luxurious, very inviting. Yes, I love it. So let's start from the beginning, you know, tell me how you got into the beauty industry. Well, it all started, of course, when I was a little girl, I always loved to do hair and nails and facials and everything in the beauty industry. Um, It wasn't until high school that I knew that I could be a hairstylist for a profession. And I remember telling my mom, like, mom, I think I want to do hair. And she went, well, duh, of course. And I was like, why didn't you ever tell me I could do hair as a career? And she's like, I don't want to tell my girls what to do for a living. So then I started looking into it and I decided to go to Tony and Guy. 
And then after that, it just kind of happened on its own. I started assisting and then I looked for a salon to work in. Um, I started as a commission stylist working for somebody for four years. And then I went to work for somebody else commission based again. And that's when I decided, I think I have a big clientele enough to go on my own. And so I started looking for my options of renting. Um, I started first renting a chair and at a really, really cute salon. It was all rental salon, but unfortunately I, I was looking for a suite, but there was none in the area that fit my style. I was looking for something luxurious and nothing that I wanted was open. So I put myself on a waiting list and a couple of them, but no one called me within that year period because I had signed a contract to rent a chair. And after that year passed is when it all happened, where I started thinking, where am I going to go? There's no salon suites. So that's how the whole idea started of doing my own thing, looking into the options of how to get it started. Wow. I love that. You're, you're a hustler. <laughs> always, always have. Yeah. I love that. I've always had two to three jobs at the same time too. Um, I just love working. Wow. <laughs> Tell me about what your experience was transitioning from a commission salon into, it sounds like you said you were renting a chair. Yeah, I was renting a chair. Um, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved working for myself, making my own hours, uh, making my own prices, you know, doing whatever I wanted. Nobody telling me when to come in. It was I mean, an amazing experience. I was so proud of myself for taking that step from the commission world to being your own boss. And it was scary because it was like, okay, well, you know, the commission salon does everything for me. They do the booking, they buy the product. I just come in, work and go, and they take care of my pay. Um, so it was a scary thing to do. I'm sure every stylist experiences those fears of taking that step and doing it on your own. It is so scary um, because in the commission world, they kind of, you know, tell you, oh yeah, it's so hard to do it on yourself. Like you don't want to do the own scheduling. Your clients text you all the time. It's so annoying. You got to buy the product. So they kind of trained your brain to not do it on your own. But I just took the chances and I did it. And it is amazing. It's like, it was the best decision I, I have ever made of, you know, going on my own and doing my prices, going buying the product. It's not hard work. It's, it, you just got to be more committed and be excited about the change. Change is always good. So it was the best decision I have ever made. I love that. We were talking before we started to record this podcast about how uh, being in the commission salon, the owners and put different light on what salons the owner salon suite ownership really is and they really kind of frown upon it like that's a bad choice to do but of course they would because they don't want you to leave <laughs> and right right away but you know I think and you're right it is definitely scary new and we have all these fears and what ifs and there's a lot to do but I think once you 
create that momentum, everything just starts to flow. And, you know, I, I think if you're to do it, then it doesn't become work. It just becomes a part of the process of business ownership. Exactly. And there's so many things out there to help you with the scheduling. There's so many scheduling apps. Now, I remember I had found one at the time that it was free. And I was so scared at the time to even pay for a scheduling app, $35 a month. I was like, what if I, what if that's too much? Because everything is so new. You're so scared of spending too much money and not making enough money. You know, like the rent money, the products and the scheduling and all of that comes into fear of taking that step to being your own boss. But there's so many resources nowadays like that, like the scheduling app and some of the scheduling apps even have credit card readers where you could do your transactions through there. Um, it's very easy. You can hire an attorney to do all your, your legal paperwork, like filing for the LLC. So it really is not hard. It's just getting it done. It is confusing. It's a lot of different things you got to do. But once you get it done, it's like that. It's like that first step of doing it. But once it's all done, it's so easy to just keep the momentum going. Like, it's so nice. Like, even your clients are so proud of you for taking that step. They see you growing and they're excited for you. And they even refer their friends to you because now you're an official stylist working for yourself. You're no longer working for somebody. You're working for yourself. It's like you made it. You're good. You're a good stylist. And now people trust you and they want to refer everybody to you. Mm. So it's great. A hundred percent. And it's such a great feeling too, that, you know, your clients will like sit in your chair and look around like, wow, can you believe that this is what you've created? You know, they're just yes. kind of like in awe, like knowing like, Hey, like I was with you during high school and now, you know, 10 years later, look at you now. It's such a fun yeah, feeling. It it is. It really is. And it makes you feel so good about yourself. You know, when so many people are so excited about your new change, your new style, um, it's really great. I recommend it to all stylists. Don't be scared. Just do it. It's going to be great. Now, Joanna, so you, you rented a chair. What happened after that? Like, where, where does the journey go from there? Yeah, so I was I was so happy, you know, the salon was beautiful, my clients loved it. Um and and I'm it was a, such a perfect salon for me to start at. But again, I wanted my own suite. I wanted my own private room. And I started looking in the area to see like what was going to be the best fit for me and my clients and my needs. Um, so I started doing my research. I started um, interviewing salon suites in the area and I just couldn't see myself working in any of them. Um, some of them were too dark. Some of them were like, I wanted that like, you know, special lighting, like bright, new, inviting, um, good energy. And some of those places were some were some of them were like very industrial feeling some of them were, you know, a little bit older feeling. Some, the areas weren't good. The parking lots were small. Um, so I couldn't find anything that was my style. So that's when it all started happening. Um, I was like, what if I started doing it on my own? What if I opened one? So that's when I started looking 
um, at my options. I started looking for buildings, uh, areas, and and I found this great building that it like felt right. Like the minute I, I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is what I want. I want this one right here in front of Gilbert Road, Guadalupe. It's central of Gilbert. Everybody from all over Gilbert can come here. So I uh, turned in, you know, I contacted the, the realtor and I submitted an offer and I didn't hear from him for a couple of months. I think they were trying to play hard to get. I thought it wasn't even going to happen. I was like, if I don't get that building, then I don't even want to move forward with it. I'll just look into it next year because it's all about the location and whatever feels good. So that's how my little journey started happening. Um, they accepted the offer and the realtor kind of like helps you with what the next step is. So then I got together with an architect. I designed everything from the ground up. Um, and then, you know, the architect uh, referred me to contractors. I communicated with different contractors and they gave me different quotes and I looked into what I could afford and what I couldn't afford. Um, so that's how it all just started happening on its own. I figured it out all by myself and it was super hard and stressful. It was very scary doing this for the first time. I was like, what if I don't know what I'm doing? You know, I was like, what if I don't do it right? What if nobody wants to run from me? What do I do? Like, what if I fail? But there's only one way to find out. So I went for it. Ah, so good. And I, and Joanna, coming into this new year too, I'm all about the power of visualization. And it, it really just sounds like that was your focus. I mean, when you fought, when you saw that building, you fell in love with it, you knew it was the right location and you just kept that vision clear of what you were wanting to create and why you wanted to create it. Yeah, and it's crazy because I started with 16 studios first. And at that time, 16 was so many. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Am I really going to do 16? And I did it and it went really well. I, got, I rented them out. I got really positive feedback from everybody. You know, being in the industry, I believe that I know what clients and tenants like myself, a renter, a stylist, is looking for in a salon that wants to be on their own. So I think that being in the industry for so long, like taught me what we are all looking for as a client and as a stylist. Um, and then after that, the business kept growing and I started getting more demand of like, you should open more and you should open more. I want to be in your salon. You have the pretty, the prettiest salon suites and Everybody encouraged me to keep growing, and here, here I am now, for almost five years later, um, with sixty-five studios, and almost they're they're almost all occupied. I have two open right now. Holy smokes! That is yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I have to ask you this. So I think that a lot of times when the a hairstylist and or a esthetician in this industry is looking for growth, we always think from commission to salon, maybe suites. After that, oftentimes people think salon ownership. What was like the deciding factor between 
deciding you wanted to open up a salon suite building versus you wanted to be a salon owner? Well, because I have been in the industry for so long, I experienced the commission world. So like a salon owner. And I always knew I never wanted to be a salon owner because it comes so much comes with that. It's the, you know, you got your, your stylist, you got clients, you got to buy product, you got to do the commission, you got to do the payroll, you have to, there's so much that comes into the salon world that I had no desire of being part of it. I was like, I can't even imagine doing all of that work every day. And there's drama all the time with the stylist because one stylist got the walk-in and I was next on the walk-in and how did she get to leave early and I can't. And it was just like always, you know, it, it seems so stressful to be that kind of business owner on the salon, you know, like the commission world. I knew I, I never wanted to be one of those, but once I went independent and I rented it, it was totally different. It was like, whoa, this is the business I want to be in, you know, like just have your renters and they're all happy. They're doing their own thing. You're not taking care of their clients. You're not buying their product. You're not doing payroll. You don't have to, you don't, who cares if she doesn't want to come into work? It, she still has to pay rent. So that's when I was like, no, this is what I want to do. I, I want to have my own place where I can provide to stylists that are excited to be on their own and happy to be on their own and and they can just run for me and I'm here for when they need me. Mm. And I, mm -hmm. and I love the fact that like it was through that momentum and the actions that you took that gave you that clarity of, yes, I do not want that. I really want to go this route with it. You know, even though you're, you are a, um, a landlord of salon suites, you know, you're at least on your Instagram page, it makes your business seems like it's so cohesive as if it's still a family, as if it's still, it still has that camaraderie in there. Um, can you talk a little bit ab about that experience that your renters have being a part of your suites? Yeah, everybody is so happy to be there. Um, you know, when it, it's, it's an amazing um, concept because it's a one-stop salon i know there's salon suites but because it's all beauty related it's it is kind of like a salon full of independent stylists or estheticians nail techs whatever you need glam studio has it spray tans massages uh facials whatever it is we have it so it's it's a really cool thing because we refer each other to if a client wants to get their lashes done, it's like, yeah, I actually get my lashes with one of my, um, one of my, like my neighbor here at Glam. So we refer each other um, to our clients' needs. If they want to get whatever they need, Glam Studio has it. So we're, we all refer to each other. It's so funny. I feel like um, when I was in the commission salon, and I'm not for sure if it was uh, just maybe a little bit of a disconnect between the culture but the cross promoting is something that should be so important and so valuable but it was such a challenging thing for people to get on board with that but I felt like once I left and was at a salon suite building 
the clients always thought, well, why would you send me over there? Isn't that your competitor? When it was like, no, like we all have our own businesses and we all want to see each other uh, do really well and succeed. Like there was no, um, there was no, not necessarily, there wasn't really competition, I guess you would say, which it sounds kind of funny, right? Do you guys feel that way too? Yeah, it's that's exactly right. There is no competition at Glam Studios. Like everybody there is successful. Um, and again, we refer to each other. You know, the, let, let's say, let's talk about stylists. Um, I I still do hair. I'm still behind the chair. I no longer take new clients because you know I also have the suites to run and manage. So I don't have time to take new clients, but I'll refer them to other people. Some clients will be like, I want extensions. So I'll refer it to someone who does extensions. Oh, I want a haircut. I'll like refer it to somebody who is really good at razor cutting. So there's always there's always room for everybody at the suites to to get new clients. Uh, me as a landlord, that's something that I also offer. My phone never stops ringing. So when I get a phone call, people want to get an, an appointment done. I refer them to all different. You know, I have I have I have a lot of suites, so. I refer them to all over Glam Studios. Oh, and, and that is amazing. And you can definitely see too on your Instagram page, the support that you have for all of your renters. And, you know, I'm not for sure about your particular area, but in my area for suites, that's something that I don't really see too often, which would really set you apart. You know, what besides that, is there other things that you feel like your studio is set apart from all the other salon suites in your area? Yeah, I would say that what makes Glam Studios different from the other suites that are out there is one, it's very modern. It's very inviting. It's You could tell that it's a, a beauty salon. Um, and also, I do hair. I'm in the industry. I've been in the industry since 2008. So I know how it, how it goes. I understand how tiring it is to you know, be on your feet all day or to, you know, satisfy your client's needs. And um, and it's because I am also there all the time. If I'm not behind the chair, I am at the suites doing something. There's always something to do. So I, I would say that what makes me different from the other salon suites is that I take care of my tenants. Like if something breaks, I get my worker right away and get it fixed right away. I'm there all the time. So things get done immediately. There's no waiting on the landlord to text you back or to call you back or to get something fixed. I get it fixed within less than 24 hours. I would say like, like in less than two hours, I get it fixed. I have very good um, handy people that have my back and, and, and are always there to help me. Mm, you got to delegate, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got to keep my tenants happy. <laughs> we started in this industry in 2008 during uh, the recession. Now, you, um, with the ownership of all of your studios, you guys have uh, been through a shutdown. Uh, yes. What, what was that like? That was horrible. It was so scary and so sad too to go through that for all my stylists. I mean, some of my some of my tenants are single mothers, you know, and and they're 
it's their income is paying for their for their bills and we were we had to shut down for six weeks and there was a lot of stress in the air um everybody was asking me like what are you gonna do for us some of them wanted free rent some of it it was chaotic It, it was a time of very high stress but what i offered to my tenants in those times i let them defer their payments just like everybody else was doing you know um the the banks were doing that like for your car loans or your mortgages or your rent everybody was doing deferral payments so that's what i offered my tenants I let them defer uh, one month and spread it out through their lease agreement that they had with me. I let them sign a new one if they wanted to spread it out better where it wasn't so expensive. Like, let's say they only had four months left on the lease agreement, then, you know, that would be kind of a big payment for them to pay within like the four next months. So I let them sign a new one year contract and spread that one month that they were deferring into a one year contract to make it easier on them. So I would say 80% of my tenants took that offer and deferred their payment and spread it out through uh, through a one-year lease. So mm. that, that's what I was able to do for them. And after we were forced to shut down, I had just opened 35 suites a month before that. Oh my gosh. So, so even me as an owner, it was so stressful because I had used all my savings to open 35 suites. And then this happened. I was like, mm. how am I going to make it? I had just spent all my money. So I lost a lot of tenants too. Um, I also let them break their lease uh, during those times if they felt like, because a lot of us didn't know how long the shutdown was going to be. It was six weeks, but we didn't know it was going to be for six weeks. You know, it was like, oh, it could be two months. It could be three months. Who knows how long it's going to be? So a lot of them felt more comfortable breaking their contract. And I waived the penalty fees to for breaking your contract. So I also was hurt as a business because I lost about 10 suites at the time. So that was a lot for me to lose, plus the deferral payments. But God is good. And he gave me new tenants and good energy, exciting energy to get their, you know, their business started. And we're back on our feet again. We're strong. People are getting their services done and everyone's doing good. And we're just hoping that they don't shut us down again because that would be a horrible thing again. Oh, God forbid. Wow. And mm-hmm. and yeah, you're right. God is good because now you out of 65 of your suites, you only have two of them left. And, you know, yeah. it sounds like, you know, as much as you would probably would love to say here, everything, I feel bad in that position too. It's like, you, you can't financially, you just can't do that. You know, that is, that would be a no. business decision. And so exactly. you kind of had to Thank say, you, you kind of have to say, you know what, I'm just going to take my losses and, um, and bounce back. Right. Because you built, yes. you built 16 studios, five studios, and you know how to do it again. Yes, exactly. So let's, let's pray. It doesn't happen again. Cause that yeah. was, some stressful times for everybody in my suites and for me too. It was 
so scary. I was like, am I making the right move? Am I making the right business move on letting people get out of their lease contracts with no penalty fee? And then I started seeing so many of them taking the offer and I was like, oh no, what am I doing? But it was the right move, I believe, uh, because I got new, exciting energy, getting ready to start their business. A lot of salons closed mm. because of COVID. And those salons, those, those people that were working there, they needed a new home to work in and I was their new home. So, you know, I, God is so good because he definitely had me protected where he gave me new tenants and here we are back on our feet strong again. So that was good. Yeah. And, and the fact that, you know, in the industry right now, we are seeing salons closed and, and I'm curious yes. to know like your thoughts or, or what you're seeing right now is happening in your industry due to COVID of salon suites and booth rentals and salons. What are you seeing that's happening? The trend is, uh, is going to be for this year because of what we've gone through. So I hear positive and, and, and negative, of course. Um, I think that most of my clients, because again, I do hair, most of my clients are staying home. They're working from home. They, they're, take, they're taking care of their, themselves with this whole COVID. And not one person who's came into my suites tell me, I feel so safe coming into your suite because you work with me only. It's not one of those commission salons where you have open chairs and we're around each other. This is a one-to-one -one client um, experience. And when they get up, I sanitize everything. I disinfect everything. We still wear our mask. So clients feel safe coming into the suites because they're also private. There's no like people walking everywhere or being next to each other. There's three, 10 shampoos next to each other. And you have people sitting next to each other. This is so much more safe due to COVID. Um, and unfortunately, I think that in the salon commission world, that was the popular thing to do 10 years ago. But now in these times, what's really popular is that you can't be your own boss. You can't be your, you could be your own everything. You, you do whatever you want to do in the salon suite world, people go 50%, they go, they get a subleaser and they get a friend and they go in, in it together. So one is part-time, the other one's part-time and they pay for the suite together. So I think that the new trend is the salon suite. And I hate to say this, but the salon commission world, I think they're getting hit bad with this COVID. You think that they're getting what? They're getting hit oh. bad. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's so sad. I, it's so sad. Well, and but... I'd have to say, though, you know, as as things change, you know, like technology has, has been so instrumental into the beauty industry as far as how to operate your business. And we need to continue um, pivoting and adapting to what's happening in our economy, what's happening in technology what's happening as far as what are clients seeking, what are they wanting? And so I think if you are in a larger salon, you're, you own a large salon, you have a large staff, what can you do differently to adapt to these times? Is it split shifting? Is it, 
Is it creating more separation between uh, your uh, chairs to make sure that your staff and your guests are feeling safe? I think that those who are not adapting to what's happening, those are the ones who are going to be getting hit very hard and not be able to survive uh, through the changes that are happening. Yes, I, I, I think so too. And you got to follow, you know, the um, uh, COVID-C guidelines, you know, the six feet distancing, um, you know, wearing the mask, disinfecting everything. So as long as you're doing that, and then in the salon suites, again, it's so private. So it's so easy to do that. Um, in my suites, I do have a processing area. So I did put every other chair, you can have someone sit while they're sitting processing. So I have like um, a paper in, in between each other chair where it says six feet distancing, please don't sit here. So you just got to follow the guidelines and disinfect everything, wear the mask, be safe. Uh, and I, I have to say, I really love that about your salon suites that I haven't seen in the Chicagoland area of how you do have a separate uh, processing area. Do you have a separate shampoo area as well, or is, or is uh, those amenities available in each of your suites? Yeah, that's what's so uh, awesome about the suites is that I have a shampoo bowl, so plumbing not just shampoo bowls because the statisticians, you know, they, they need a sink and not a shampoo bowl. So I have plumbing in each room. So if you need to wash your bowls or, you know, wash your client's hair, it all happens in your suite. So the suite is meant so that you are running your own business inside those doors, inside that suite in there. So anything that happens in, in your studio with the door closed, it is, your business so uh, you have your your uh, shampoo bowl and then my stylist gets to um, decorate their studio however they want so if they want to do a massage chair they can have a massage chair um, or a massage bed I should say and estheticians they have also the the um, the lash bed so it is a really neat thing to do because you get to do whatever you want you decorate the studio however you want um, you could dress however you want, you could charge whatever you want, you can come in whenever you want. So it is a very neat thing. So there's a processing area um, where the clients sit while they're processing with their, you know, their foils on their head. There's a waiting area where the clients wait for their professional to call them to get the services. And then there's a break room in the back with uh, washers and dryers free of cost. They just have to bring their own detergent and they're doing loads of laundry in the break room and, or they'll throw it in the, um, in the dryer and there's music in the hallways. There's Wi-Fi where everybody can connect to and play their music in the room. It's really nice. It's gorgeous. It's, it's so, um, it obviously caught my eye. That's why I reached out to you. Now, Joanna, it sounds like you really built your clientele fast and you also were able to build this studio really fast. Like what, what do you have some like advice as far as like building your business, building your brand? So I didn't really, it, it happened kind of quick. It happened like every, every year. So I started with 16, then I did 19 and then I did 35. Um, so I was a little go-getter. So 
when I put something in my mind, I'm going to get it done and I'm going to put it, I'm going to put my 100% in it. So it wasn't like it all kind of happened on its own. Of course not. You got to work for it. So I just got really um, creative, I should say. And I posted everywhere. So I did Facebook. Um, I used a lot of their, their group pages. Um, I contacted the State Board of Cosmetology and I um, took, uh, what is it called, um, public records and you can send flyers. I downloaded every a, any um, booking service you can think of and I just messaged so many people. I went on Instagram and I contacted so many people. So I did my homework. And I pretty much um, reached out to people and I told them, come check me out. Um, when every time I offered a salon suite, I offered two months free as a move-in special. So that was something that it interested a lot of people. They were like, oh, two months free. That's, that's huge. So um, I, that's what I did. I, I did my homework. That's for sure. Uh, and that's always the first part, you know, uh, first question that I always get from my students who are looking to open up a suite or open up a salon is, how do I start? And I think you answered it right there. It's, it's, you have to do your research. You have to find out, you know, what are you capable of? How much do things cost in your area? Um, and obviously, you know, if you are in the Gilbert, Arizona area, you don't need to look very much further of what is the best suite in the community. I love that. No, yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who is looking to go from a commission salon into being a salon suite owner and a salon suite owner at your facility? Um, I would, my advice always is don't be scared of change. Change is always good. It's always good, 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 good energy. So I know that a lot of people are always scared. I, I went through it. So when I have people doing tours on my place, I always can, I notice that they're nervous. They're like, oh, I just, I'm scared. I tell them, don't be, I know how you're feeling. I was there where you are at now. And it's going to be the best decision you'll ever make. So I would say uh, hire a attorney or a CPA, CPAs even do it where you tell them to file for um, a LLC because that's what you need to get started. You need, that's what you need to get started. It's an LLC and then from an LLC, then you do your business licenses and then state board license. So I, that's something that I also offer to my tenants. I help them with that. So um, that makes me also different from other salon suites is that when you rent a studio, you kind of have to figure it out on your own. And I actually help my tenants uh, figure that out. Wow. And I think that, yeah. that you're right. And that is the because it's like, okay, the hair, the makeup, the lashes, you know, we got that. That's the easy part. But all of the business um, conversations can just be so intimidating. Like, how do I set up uh, so my scary. sales tax? How, how do I even pay taxes? Yes. Like, it's... it's uh, Definitely a world that needs to be communicated and spoken about more in our industry because it is super that even knowing that information as you are in commission salon 
helps you understand things differently and and you might appreciate things differently, such as why are you not able to get more than 50% commission? Well, because there's no more wiggle room there <laughs> for the owner yeah. to give you that, you know? And I think too, and oh, go ahead. Yeah, and they do all the work for you. That is true. They book the, they, they get the client for you. They book the appointment. They buy the product. You know, they pay rent. They buy the, um, you know, the product to sell. Also, that's that's another thing. Um, there's just so much to go with the, the, that commission world. And hey, I have a hunt, so much respect for those business owners and the, the commission salon because, like I said earlier, I can never do it. So I have so much respect for them. Like you, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And I think, you know, no matter if you are in a commission salon or if you're booth renting or you are a salon suite owner, salon owner, in fact, if you want to be successful, it is up to you. And just like, you know, yes. Joanna is a, a great example of this. She has grit. She has showcased the importance of, putting herself all into her vision of what she wanted to go for in her life. And she was able to um, create that her reality, you know, because she knew she was capable of it. And she just, you know, put her head down and just went for it and really um, took upon herself the challenge and made that conscious decision not to be scared of change. Yes. You yes. are. So as we are wrapping up today, um, I'm curious, what is your goal for 2021? So for this year, it, I'm excited for this year because last year, I mean, we all experienced it. It was freaking scary. Like, like what just happened in 2020? You know, I, I'm, I know everybody can relate to me. So hopefully for this year, things go smoothly. Um, for me, I actually have more of a goal for 2022. I want to open another, I would like to open another location. Uh, for this year, my goal is to save all my money and I advise everybody to save their money this year. Don't, don't be spending all your money to save it. I've, that's something also about me that I have always been really good about saving my money. And like I said at the early beginning of this uh, podcast is that um, I've always had two to three jobs at the same time. I've always been a little go-getter and saved my money. So that's how I was able to do Glam Studios because, you know, opening a business, it's not free. you got to invest. So my goal for this year is to save money again because I would like to open another location in 2022. Ah, that is amazing. Joanna, we are going to be cheering for you. Um, and where can our listeners find you at and find more about your Glam Studios? So I do have Instagram for Glam Studios. It's at Glam Studios AZ. If you follow us in Glam Studios, um, once I get closer to that goal of opening my third location, then I will, I will, of course, post it on there, give all information. I also have a website that you can visit me. And if you want to rent a, a studio from us, I do have an application that you got to fill out. And then I get in contact with you and I'll do a tour 
show you what I have available. So my website is glamstudiosaz.com. I love that. And you guys, if you're not in the Gilbert, Arizona area, at least go follow her. Take a look. She's got just the most gorgeous salon suites that I have ever seen. And it would be a great um, way to just support other beauty service providers and great inspiration of maybe giving your own salon suite a little makeover for 2021. So thank you so much, Anna, for your time today. Uh, this is just incredible. Your journey is just so inspiring and we are just really excited to, to uh, see all the great things that God brings to you and your business and this year and for the years to come. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the beauty business game changer podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and suite business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.